When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you once again. And you can be part of the show on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line. one 736 736 or give us a text, 0427 154 We hope you didn't get flooded last night. Mans, you spoke about the storm before we went off air last night. Uh, how did you survive it? Yeah, the lightning and the thunder. Wow. Early hours was the one that uh, got me and certainly woke us up and I think everyone around. So... Yeah, got through it all good, but um, incredible, incredible scenes late last night. Oh, I just I think everyone in Adelaide just lack of sleep. They're all probably zombies this afternoon, but uh, just yes. this time of year, that's why. Yes, it's just not expected. Yes. So yes. Uh, it's unfortunately just delayed the Sheffield Shield, the Redbacks, a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm really surprised they actually got on and played. But mm. uh, yeah, they have uh, they have played some cricket today, and they won the toss, and they bowled, and they're going okay. And we might speak to uh, someone from there, Laurie Collins or maybe Tom Cooper, and we'll see who we can grab later in the show. Um, all right, time to get into it. The hot topic, thanks to Irrigear, t- to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Men's, what are we going to chat about? Cricket? Well, let's go to cricket, and let's go to the Australian cricket team. So Andrew McDonald, the coach, has been speaking today about uh, some some of the players in the team because we know that maybe the lineup's not completely set. We've got a few guys that uh, are coming towards the end of their careers. So we might have a look at the potential start in 11 against Pakistan. Uh, we know we've got a Prime Minister's 11 match in between. Yes. So the first test match for Australia against Pakistan's 14th of December. So effectively, we're just over a couple of weeks away. The Prime Minister's game against Pakistan is the 6th to the 9th of December. So there's yeah. a few moving parts that could still happen in the meantime before we have that first ball against Pakistan. Yeah, there is. Is is that a? Do you think that's really a bat off for the opening position? Like, are they really going to leave Warner or Kawaja out? Well, I don't think so. But uh, we might have a listen here to Andrew McDonald on that. What are we to interpret? Is the PM's game a bat off between Renshaw, Harris, and Bancroft? I think it's another opportunity for for them. It's a you know what potentially is a, is a slightly higher level than Shield cricket um, in, in terms of an Australia A or a Prime Minister's 11 game against a, a good opposition. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see where they're at. And, yeah, it won't be the be and an end all. We know that they're good players. They've played Test cricket before and, yeah, all three are, are coming again. So I take that that it's not necessarily a bat-off, no. It's, it's potentially a bat-off for the depth position. Yes. But I think that you'll still see Warner and Kawaja open Marnus will come in at three. You've got Steve Smith at four, Trav at five. And then is it Mitch Marsh at six? Well, or is it Cam Green? Let's have a listen to the coach. Mitch Marsh has 
taking his spot in that middle order. Um, what does you know Cam Green's future look like in the Test team? Is it a matter of waiting for for Mitch um, to, to finish, or is it could there be another spot that opens up over time? And look, he's batted six most of his Test career, but he's been a fantastic number four for for WA, and I think average is close to fifty in in Shield cricket. So um, yeah, I mean, there's always the the idea that you can potentially shift the order to make room um, and put your best six batters or what you see as your best six batters in a certain order. And we've seen that in Australian cricket before. We've seen, I think, David Boone went from three to opening. I think Justin Langer went from three to opening. Um, Shane Watson went from six to opening, if I'm, I'm right. So there has been um, the ability to reshuffle and, and for that to be successful. But as I said, we'll pick the best 11 for that first test match in Perth. Australia head coach there, Andrew McDonald, talking about the best team that's available. Now, I mean, text us in if you think there should be any changes on 0427 154 166. We know that Carey will come in then at seven as the wicketkeeper bat. And then you've got the bowlers, which is Lyon, Stark, Cummings and Hazelwood. So, look, do they make any changes? If they don't, we play Pakistan, we play West Indies. So I think whoever is in the team is going to make runs. And Every, they, everyone's going to make correct. Runs. So they're going to look good. Now, when is the decision right to potentially move players on, or not even move them on, but maybe choose players that are a little bit younger, that have got a little bit longer left in their careers? Well, we'll have a listen one more time to Andrew McDonald on that. Because you got such a beautiful voice. Yeah, there's an element of conversation, but the the other thing too is that you you never put a deadline on on players. I think people have speculated around Usman Khawaja and David Warner and Steve Smith, and no doubt they'll be having the conversations with with their network and and they're sort of having the conversation with us as well. Um, but. I'm a big believer that you don't know when the end date is and sometimes players when they get to 36, 37 start to hit the peak of their powers and we've seen with with other um, players in other nations as well so to put an end date on a player I think is a bit scary Um, and there's no doubt that when the end comes I think the player knows when it's the end. That is Brilliantly answered by Australian coach Andrew McDonald there. And yes. the reason it is, is we know what's coming. We know that, as he mentioned, David Warner, Steve Smith, was McQuarger, a lot of guys are a little bit older. By him saying that, it just takes away some of the questions and some of the speculation and talk about should these guys be moved on? Is it time to retire and bring in a Bancroft, bring in a Renshaw, bring in a Marcus Harris? What do you do there? Well, he's answered it and he has said that, no, let's just pick the best team and let's see what happens from there. I really love that because it means that the likes of David Warner and these guys, if they're good enough, which I believe at the moment they are, they will play the first test and that speculation will just go away for a little bit longer. So brilliantly answered by the coach. Well, they're going to make runs in the first... they might make runs. They're a good chance of making runs in the first test. The they Pac- should. Pakistani bowling lineup is reasonable. It's a good point. Pakistan's bowling lineup will likely be better than West Indies. So, and what we'll, 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 it is? Yeah. So we'll be. They will be somewhat tested in saying that the last time they were here, David Warner came out and made three hundred eighty just down the road here at Adelaide Oval. So, <laughs> look, it's going to be a good watch. But yeah, I think we're going to see the same lineup, the expected lineup come the first ball that is bowled on December 14th against Pakistan in that test at Optus Stadium, it is? It is, yeah. I, look, I just think it happens. Um, they, they'll play the that 11 and Marshall play and um, yeah. Um, I think we might have a call it soon. No, we'll just... Uh, before we get on to cricket, maybe we should just a little bit of BBL stuff. Yeah, let's do the BBL. Alright. David Payne. Have you ever heard of him, men's? Is that Michelle Payne's brother? Uh, yes, it is. No, it's it's uh, an English cricketer. He's 32. He has replaced Rashid Khan for the strikers in the BBL. He's played 150 
T20 games globally. He's taken 188 wickets at 22. Best figures of five for 24. Um, swings the ball, bowls with pace. Um, he is a, a death bowler. So it just adds a bit of strength to that bowling lineup. So Jason Gillespie and his team have gone a different way rather than bringing in a spinner, which we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to bring in David Payne from England, who's a left arm quick. Interesting. Uh, look, we've got a couple of guys in the squad, Boyce and Menente already there. But, um, yeah, look, hopefully we can get something out of him. Our imports have been pretty good, particularly from England too. Hose has, yep. has done the job. Uh, Phil Salt was up and down. But David Payne comes in to replace mm. Rashid Khan. Ovens one I'm, I'm excited about. Yep. Uh, Troy from WA is on the line. G'day, Troy. Hey, boys, how are we today? We're good, Troy. Thanks for calling in. Have you got something for us on potentially the Australian cricket lineup? Uh, one, one individual, mate, Dave Warner. <laughs> I thought you might. Um, well, it's on the bloody screen there, men. Can't you read? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your thoughts, Troy? I reckon I know what it is, but what, what are your thoughts oh, right. on what we do with no, David Troy Warner? got a camera in here somewhere. <laughs> I just, I just need to settle down a bit, don't I? Um, boys, people reckon you know he should have a, um, you know, farewell tour on the test matches and that, because he, he doesn't deserve Jack. So now people are saying, oh, if he gets on, people get on the wrong side of him, or you know, he's gonna, he's gonna bring a book out anyway, and he's still gonna have a poison bloody keyboard, isn't he? Hey, look, he is. Um, however, there might be a few people that are making some decisions that would just rather keep him on side. Not just that, he still has made runs of late. Like, it's not like he hasn't made any runs in, in any of the formats in a while. So I, I understand. So you would, okay, so Troy, you would drop him and you would bring in either Bancroft, Renshaw or Harris straight up? Well, Ben, West Australian has to be Bancroft. Yep. Yep. Well, no, not, I should, well, I shouldn't say that. Well, he's... Put the runs on the board, mate. What else do you want him to do? Triple centuries next? Three triples in oh, a row. Has. That might get him in. What do you, you know? Yeah, I, look, I agree with you, Troy. I don't think uh, Dave Warner just automatically gets the three tests that he wants to finish his career. Um, he, you know, wants to finish in Sydney. I don't think that automatically happens if he fails. I think he'll play the first one. But if he fails, maybe in the first two, I think they have to be Bancroft in. Oh, it makes perfect, perfect sense to do that. But that, by the sense of that bond, you're giving him the first two tests. So that's I'm giving what, him the first one. Yep. Yeah, I think I think it's fair enough. If he doesn't make runs against Pakistan, then he's the incumbent. Then absolutely. But yeah, I agree with Troy. Bancroft's probably the one I would have waiting. Thanks, Troy. Love your work in the wings there to potentially come in for David Warner. It sounds like Marsh will stay in the team as long as he is fit. Well, over, he has to as well. Over Cam Green, which I like as well. Um, so, yeah, look, it's it's one I think we'll see David Warner play his three tests and then Bancroft potentially comes in. But, look, Harris has been in some decent form. We know that Renshaw's made runs as well. So there's a few options there for the Aussies. AFLW BNF was on last night. It's a bit weird calling it the BNF. The sooner they name the medal after Aaron Phillips, the better, I think. Um, Richmond's Monconti steamed home. She did, to didn't win she? the award. She, she po- polled 23 votes, yep. won by seven votes. Yeah, she was heavy favourite, rightfully so. Won a lot of awards this year. She was far too good. She beat Ash Riddell on 16. Amy McDonald from Geelong, 16. Chloe Malloy, we know how good she is, also polled 16. And Claudia Whitford from the Gold Coast on the 16 votes. So you're right, it wasn't much of a count, but uh, well done to Mon Conti. I'm just wondering when that individual form is going to translate into team form because she's been dominant for a couple of years now. 
they got a few good players at Richmond, but they just haven't been able to get up into that top echelon of teams. So it will be interesting to see what they do in the offseason because they need to get better. If they've got a couple of players that stand out like she does, um, they got Taylor Harris, so they should be better. And Mon Conti, straight from footy season, straight into basketball season in the WNBL. How about that? Um, <laughs> she's one of the elite athletes in this country. She's yeah. amazing. So well done to Mon Conti winning the best and fairest player in the AFLW at their awards night last night. The girls all frocked up and uh, had a great night from all reports. Uh, men's, we're here for Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And for Kia, Kia's Epic Range, the Kia Sportage, the Celtos, and the magnificent EG6 GT. Uh, true or false coming up very soon. Scotty Ninnis from the 36ers will join us. Uh, your All-American update is coming up as well. And we might cross to the Adelaide Oval and see how the Redbacks are going right here on the summer edition of Sports ASA. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA Bonds and Men's with you. And you can be part of the show as well. Just Quality Home Improvement's open line is one 736 736 or text in 0427-154-166. Would you make any changes to the first 11 in the test team that's playing Pakistan very, very soon? Um, one of our favourite segments, men's, it's time for True or False. Thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. True or false time, men's, you can go first. Yes, Bonds, I've got a good one for you here to start. Every okay. year, 90% of players come back to day one of the AFL preseason and run a PB in the time trial. <laughs> that's on 90%. Uh, that's False. That's the messaging that gets uh, put it's out. It's the messaging, quite often, but it's not it? true. They're just getting quicker and quicker every year. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, mine, uh, true or false, men's Adelaide Oval test should always be a day night test. True. I think the success we've had with it, yes. why not continue on? Why would you stop that success now? But that's what they've done. I would keep it as a day night. Okay, what do you got for me? I'm going to stay on cricket and I'm going to say that uh, with the WBBL, the Adelaide Strikers women's team currently have to be the best team in all of Australian sport. Um, this taking into account your top of the tree well, that's, that's coming up later in the week. You can tune into. Uh, I would say that is, at the moment, that is true. Ooh, massive. So put some pressure on you. Um, <laughs> the Adelaide Crow should retire number six. True or false? That's false. Uh is that because of Tony Modra or because no one's got a kick since Tony Modra? No one's got a kick. There's only been 53 games played at that jumper since Mods retired. Mm, Daniel Curtin's going to change that, isn't he? He is. Uh, I would say false. Keep it going. Uh, Bonds, the Adelaide Giants will get their brooms out again this weekend and sweep the Sydney Blue Sox in Blacktown. Oh, that is absolutely true. Wow. Imagine if they did. They go to 11-1. That'd be amazing. They would then be a better team than the Adelaide They're Strikers women's team. But uh, they are going so well at the moment. True or false, men's. Minwoo Lee will surpass Cam Smith as Australia's number one golfer within the next 12 months. Oh, it's a great question. 
Um, I'm going to say false, although I actually would pick Minwoo Lee this weekend over Cam Smith, to be completely honest. But I just think the longevity, I think Cam Smith, he's not going to play that bad again. And I think on the overseas uh, courses, I just think Cam Smith is unbelievable. So false. Great question, though. Uh, Bonds, it's a win for the 36ers if they can take one of their two games this weekend away to New Zealand and Tasmania. Uh, that is absolutely true. Yep. If they can split this road trip, um, that'll be a big win. I might not mention that to Scotty Ninnis later, but uh, I do think that if they can win one of the two, I think they would be quietly happy. I want to play this first and then ask you the true or false. Maxwell to 195. Australia just need five. Five runs. Everybody here's on their feet. And Maxwell hits it high. Can it make it? It does make it. Glenn Maxwell. Unbelievable. The most remarkable thing you'll probably ever see in cricket. Staggering. Absolutely mind-blowing. What a win. And he should not have to walk off the park. He should be carried off. True or false, men. Is New Zealand's Ian Smith the number one cricket commentator in the world? Oh, that's true. I was thinking you might say number one commentator in the world. Uh, he is the number one cricket commentator in the world. He's love listening to him. The Kiwi accent, we know that. But, geez, he is so good. He's done the World Cup finals, did the New Zealand losing, and he still yes. did it incredibly well. Yeah, um, amazing. His, yeah, his call of – he's nailed both of those last World Cup calls. He really has. It actually just made me think who's the best commentators in the world. A couple here that come to mind, Jim Nance. We might play a little bit later on in the show. Mike Breen in yes. the NBA. I used to love Phil Liggett when he did the cycling as well. Yeah, he's great. Jared, we've got to put Jared in there. Yeah, I've gone, I've gone outside of Australia, but yes, Jared's <laughs> unbelievable. We know that. All right, uh, what do you got? Yeah, I'll go one more potentially. All right, so we're going to go. Here you go, straight to you on this one. We've been talking about him tonight, David Warner. Here's one for you, Troy. David Warner will make a century in one of the first two tests against Pakistan. That is false. Oh, I think it'll be true, but I like that you've gone against it. <laughs> uh, all right, last true or false of the day. Harry Brook has been named English Player of the Year. Is this a moral victory for Harry? <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely true. Uh, look, he's going to have a good career. I like what he does, but yes, true on that one, Bonds. Good call. Uh, awesome. Uh, that's true or false. Thanks to Cobham Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. And a quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings Online with the South Australian Country Fire Service, visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update is thanks to new Firecoat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. It is available at my favourite store, Bunnings Warehouse. So, Menz, uh, we're going to speak to Scotty Ninnis uh, very, very soon. And we're going to maybe cross down to the Adelaide Oval. Amazing they got cricket there today. It really is. I mean, as we look outside the window now, there's no rain at the moment, but there's been some challenging conditions. Uh, so, yeah, so it's one that we chose to bowl uh, first, which is what you'd expect in these conditions. Yeah, and there's been a bit of rain around uh, some of the other games as well. Um, I think the New South Wales game, there was a bit of rain around there. New South Wales are 7 for 178 at Stumps playing Tassie. And uh, Queensland and WA are playing as well at the Gabba. Queensland, none for 61. The, the, it's rain-affected game there too. That'll be a good test, Victoria. Marcus Harris opens the batting. They've got Pukowski in there, we know. Hand 
Branscombe as well. So it's a nice batting lineup Victoria has. Stay with us. More after this. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. Hope you're having a, uh, well, a drier afternoon here in little old Adelaide. Uh, thanks to Just Quality Home Improvements, you can give us a call, 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 uh, Men's, the Redbacks did get underway surprisingly today. And thanks to Mate Fair Dinkum Internet without the fuss, score a mobile deal as good as a Sam Kerr weldie with mate. We are going to cross to former Redback, now commentator, all-round good bloke is Tom Cooper. Coops, how are you going? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, mate. Good to uh, listen to your dulcet tones uh, while watching the cricket today. But uh, they got away, which was a bit of a surprise. It certainly was. It was like it's very wet, uh, over 30 mils of rain, so there's a few whispers going around that there'd be no play at all, but um, well, in the end, we're going to get almost 50 overs, um, and it's been an enthralling day's cricket. So, Coops, give us an, give us an update. What's the current score, and uh, how's Sam Harper going? Well, the current score is 5 for 187 after 42 overs, and Sam Harper has just walked across his stumps, hit one over the long boundary at midwicket for six to bring up the third fastest Sheffield Shield 100 of all time. Wow. So he's um, come out and, yeah, he's hit the ball to all places and taken the Victorians from five for 67 to five for 187. So basically turned the game on its head, unfortunately, for South Australian fans. Wow. So he scored he scored 100 of the last 120, something like that. That's ridiculous. He has, yes. Oh, yeah, he's he brought his 100 up off 64 balls, I think it was. So he's currently 101 off 66. Um, and basically he's hitting them to all parts. Yeah, so Coops, I reckon if you said to Dizzy at the start of the day, you can get Marcus Harris, Will Pukowski and Hanscom all out pretty cheaply without making too many runs, he would have taken it. But uh, Harper's obviously come in and made runs. Those guys obviously got out pretty cheaply and we would have been happy with those wickets early. Yeah, well, four for 29 and four. sort of the game was, was out for the taking and um yeah, since then, I guess Will Sutherland, he only got 13, but he came out and was looking to score. And um, Campbell Kellaway, the young, he's 38 and I outbatted beautifully. But Sam Harper's been the, the man that, from ball one, he's he's looked to hit the ball hard. And uh, it's been a pretty pretty impressive innings, uh, if I don't say so myself. So 5-587, the Vicks are currently off around about 42 overs. What does the pitch look like? What is a good first inning score, in your opinion, here at Adelaide Oval? No, it's hard to know. The pitch actually looks quite good. It obviously spent a lot of the day under covers, so there's a little bit early with the new ball. But uh, from up here, it looks like there's potentially a little bit more pace than usual, whether that's because there's a bit of moisture around. Um, but... Well, I guess this morning, went five for 60, scoring looked extremely tough. And then ever since the tea break, it's it's looked like an absolute road, if I'm being honest. So um, I think 
or anywhere 250 plus he gets in the game um, which well, I guess at some point it didn't look like they were going to get to 150 but um, yeah, probably I think 315 or something is the average over the last few years here we worked out the other day um, yeah, it's just been a real momentum change and uh, hopefully um, the boys can pick up a few late wickets here and um, get into bat first thing in the morning. Keeps Wesagar back in the lineup, uh, and he's got three wickets today. He bowled well early, obviously. Yeah, it was beautiful to see him. He, he picked off where he left off um, against the Western Australians, which is not always easy when you you're out for a couple of games with that uh, back injury he had, and um, we had two for none at one stage off a couple of overs and, and really got the boys off to a good start. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been good. Brendan Doggett's been outstanding and well, the, the leading wicket taking the comps have gone wicketless so far and he's the one that Sammy Harper's really taken a liking to in Nathan McAndrew. Yeah, that's surprising. Uh, the pecker boy, um, Super Mac, is uh, wicketless. None for 72 off his 13 overs. Wow. Um, he'll, he'll come back. Though. We're uh, used to this season, <laughs> but uh, he will. He's, there's a reason he's at the top of that wickets um, list. Um, but he, he's currently off the field. I'm pretty sure. So hopefully there's there's nothing too wrong with him. All right, Keith. Thanks for joining us. Before you go, uh, the current score is if you can see the scoreboard. Current score five for 187 of 42.5 overs. So nine overs remaining or 25 minutes, which I think it will be the latter. Um, is it, it's starting to get a bit dark here as well. So whether we get that in remains to be seen. Thanks, Coops. Really appreciate you joining us. No dramas. Tom Cooper down there at Adelaide Oval commentating on the Shield game and uh, the Vicks making a com- bit of a comeback. Well, Sammy Harper. Sammy Harper all on his own making the comeback. So they are in the game, 187. If we can get them out for less than 230, 240, you'd be wrapped with it, but not for where we had them. No, that's, it's surprising. But uh, 100 off 64 balls, the mm. third fastest. That's yep. incredible. And, and sometimes that happens. But it also shows you can make runs on the wicket. So we should be able to come out and make some runs tomorrow in better conditions. It shouldn't look as gloomy as it does today. And Alex Carey back in the side. Oh, I just right. can't wait to one. watch Kez bat. He is going to smoke him to all parts of the Adelaide Oval. We'll, we'll have a first innings lead, won't we? We should. We better talk uh, to the man from the Sixers, Scotty Ninnis. Sports Day SA. You're unbelievable. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Thanks to Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under the one roof to get the job done. Shop in store or online. Men's, our next guest is the assistant coach for the Adelaide 36 is an all-round good guy. Scotty Ninnis, Ninny, uh, nice to speak to you again. Um, what would you do on your week off? Oh, mate, we just flogged the players, mate. We, we <laughs> extra weight sessions, uh, tougher trainings. Uh, yeah, we, we set them back on their ear, don't worry about that. So, uh, no, well, we actually did do that to an extent. You know, we had, had a chance to you know, have nearly two weeks off. And um, you know, I know some other teams around the league go their, you know, go their players a week off, uh, you know, we felt that it was an opportunity to sort of, you know, get together as a group. And, and you know, DJ Vasilovic hasn't been here for all that long in the whole scheme of things. So just get the t- group together uh, and work some more things on and off the court. You'd be happy to hear that we, 
with on Saturday we took him laser skirmish and um, and uh, go karting and. Seeing Isaac Humphreys fit into a go-kart was one of the funniest things I've seen in my life in the, in the, in the last short period of time. So, no, it was good. It was it was a good opportunity to, to get there and do some stuff on and off the court and um, you know, hopefully get prepared for what's going to be a big week this week. Well, you travelled to New Zealand um, coming up very well. You play them on Thursday night. You've already beaten them over there this year. You, you beat them 97 to 85. So the team would go in with some confidence going over there, wouldn't they? Oh, absolutely. I, I think we, um, you know, we went in there with a good game plan. You know, we weren't travelling all that well at that stage. And, and as we know, we've been up and down this year anyway. But, uh, you know, we'll go in there confidently, as, as we should do. Um, also knowing that they're... Yeah, they've been up and haven't been exactly up and about themselves, and, and they've got to be desperate. You know, they've got some injury problems, but uh, um, yeah, I think we go into that game confidently, knowing that if we, you know, if we play well, we should get a good result. We've got a, you know, we've got a hell of a trip. We're at, uh, got to be at the airport at five a.m. tomorrow morning, which is, uh, which is not great, obviously, um, but it's just one of those things. Um, you know, they're playing in, this game's in Christchurch rather than Auckland, so there's. Yeah, a little trickier to to get there from from Adelaide, but uh, yeah, you're right. I, I think we go in there with a, with a lot of confidence, and uh, yeah, hopefully come out with a good result. Well, and then the other thing that would give you plenty of confidence is in your last match up Friday a week ago against South East Melbourne, sixty one to forty, we outscored them in the second half. What was the catalyst behind that and the complete domination in the second half? It was a crazy game. I, look, I've Rewatched it a number of times, and 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 we were awful in the first half. I, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone would mind me saying that. And uh, you know, we've talked about our starts at times, and and we felt going to that game that we're primed to to start well, and you know, we give up 35 points in the first quarter, which is which you know is, is not acceptable. And even though you come back and win that game, you know, you need to address why that happened and, and why that has happened on, on more than one occasion. But, you know, we're 18 down at half time and we're one point down at three quarter time. So you know, we, we show that, uh, you know, when we switched on that we're, we're capable of taking against any team in the NBL, but we've just got to be more consistent. And I think that's that's been the message over the last week is, you know, being consistent because we do have, you know, we do have talent. We do have some good players, but we just can't have these ups and downs anymore. Without a doubt, the talent is there and the consistency is something that we'll hopefully get. But the good news is with such an even competition, we're a game outside the top six. So if we beat New Zealand in this game, we effectively go into the six, which, again, not that you probably project ahead too much, but it must be nice that if we can put it together, the playoffs is certainly there for us for the taking. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? You, you start <laughs> zero and four, and oh, oh woe is us, and you know we're, we're, we're terrible, and you know like it's everyone's wondering if they're going to have their jobs next week. And but the, the league has just has just been that that even, it and, has. and you know you know Melbourne United obviously have, have you know set set themselves apart from the rest of the league, and and you know Sydney have enough talent that you know they're going to make it, and Perth are on a bit of a role at the moment but you know everybody else is just uh, just so up and down so I mean that does that does give you hope that um, you know right now if a team can get on a bit of a roll and, and establish themselves 
uh, you know, consistently and start winning games. Yeah, the finals, not only the finals are a possibility, but anything's a possibility. So, like, I'm I'm excited about it. I mean, we, we have... We, we, you know, with the way we've started, we haven't given ourselves a great, you know, margin for error, I suppose. So, you know, you can't go away this weekend and drop these two games and then you really have dug, dug yourselves a hole. But, yeah, it is, it is wide open right now, which is really, really exciting. I want to speak to, speak to you about the uh, Breakers import. It sounds like a law firm. Parker Jackson Cartwright. Um, is, <laughs> how do you control him? Because he is... He is come into the league this year and he's made a couple of big statements. He's a good player. Oh, he's a great player. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it, it's funny. Like, I, when I was, you know, when I was playing, I always hated guarding guys that were smaller than me because I was a, I was a little guy myself. So, you know, you know when guys that size, you know, they are elite from a quickness point of view and, and quicker than you know, pretty much everyone else that plays the game as, as he is. So, you know, half his points are, are, are layups. You know, that, that's a guy that gets to the basket. You know, whenever he he wants to, basically. So it's it's about trying to contain him as best you can. You know, we don't have anyone that that is as quick as him. Um, but it's about trying to take away those straight line drives of the basket. You know, letting you know, encourage him to shoot jump shots uh, with a hand, and and hope that that part of the game doesn't come into play as well. But um, look, he's yeah, like he, he's an incredible player. Uh, I would have hated to be gardening myself, but uh, um, let's just hope we can do a job on him, like we did for a pretty good part time last last game we played as well. Nini, the challenging road trip. You mentioned New Zealand. You're getting to the airport tomorrow at 5 a.m. to take on New Zealand at 5 p.m. tomorrow night, and then Tasmania 7:30 on the weekend. It's it's a tricky little leg and a little trip for us. How much does the travel, the backup, two days later, come into it and factor into this? Oh well, I think we we know it comes into it, but. Uh... Yeah, here's a kicker too. After playing on Thursday night, we've got to be at the airport at 4 a.m. on Friday morning to uh, to get to Hobart via Sydney. So um, look, look, there. You know, we'll talk about it today. Like there, you know, it's it's not ideal. I would like to challenge someone who does a draw in the NBA office to actually look at a map of Australia and New Zealand and, and work out that this could could possibly be a fair and equitable thing. But at the end of the day, you, you know, there's going to be no asterisks next to this. We're either going to win these games or lose these games. So we don't have excuses. You know, we, we, can, we can, you know, shake our head about the draw because it is ridiculous. I mean, it, you know, it's the same when we did, you know, Perth, Sydney on a Friday night, Sunday, early afternoon, you know, earlier in the year. But uh, it is what it is. Um, and at the end of the day, we have no excuses. Uh, we go in there, uh, you know, confident that we can win both games. So, Nenny, on that, do you have a – and with the coaching staff, do you have a fitness guru or is it all down to the coaches that work out player minutes and go, hey, we've, we've got to back up two days later. We might need to play one or two players an extra few minutes in this game so they're a little bit fresher come Tasmania on the weekend. Who works that out? Is that down to CJ or is that uh, someone sitting on a computer and a laptop saying, hey, we need to, we need to just limit this guy tonight a little bit more? Oh look, we we have all that. I, I guess that you know, from the last time we involved the advances in technology with, you know, all that sort of stuff and play minutes and and you know even at training sessions, you know, the boys all have the 
the catapult on that you know we, we we can measure everything you know like distance you know jumps the whole thing um but we know that at the end of the day the only thing that matters is is a new zealand game you know we won't limit anyone's minutes looking forward to the next game because that's a game we have to win you know we go in there we go in there all guns blazing you know if someone plays more minutes and yeah, you know, ideally we would have liked to win that game. We, we do that, and uh, you know we'll start worrying about yeah. about the jack jumpers at about uh, ten thirty on uh, on Thursday night. So no, it, it's everything is is all geared towards um, uh, towards the New Zealand game. You know, we already have our scouting reports and video done for for the Tasmania game, but uh, no, we, we can only be focused on that, that first game right now. Ninny, I always leave my best questions to last. Um, any discussions <laughs> on a third import coming in? Look, it's, it's, it's no, we, it's not going to happen at this stage. Um, we've, you know, we, we obviously uh, yeah, had some issues with Jamal Franklin at the start of the year and, and released him, and, and that didn't work out, unfortunately. But uh, no, we, we, you know, to bring in another import now would mean we have to sack someone that's currently in the squad. Um, you know, we're all confident from from the owner down that, uh, you know, we have enough right now. Um, so, yeah, no, at this stage, uh, well, not at this stage, we're, we're not going to go down that down that route. And, uh, you know, we're confident we're going get to get it done with what we've got. Scotty, we love chatting to you every week. Uh, have a great road trip and uh, hopefully you come home with two wins. No, thanks, boys. That's the plan. Uh, we'll see how we go. Thanks, mate. Scott Ninnis, the assistant coach of the Adelaide 36ers. He's always good chat, isn't he, men's? Great chat. And uh, as you said, they've been training hard over the break. So let's see if we can get at least one win against New Zealand, as he said. Then we'll focus on Tasmania. Thanks to Tire Power Holiday Getaway Sale. It's on now with huge value on selected Falcon passenger and SUV tyres. Men's, it's time for your all-American sports update. Curry, long distance. Yeah, another great weekend in sport in America. And we'll start with the NFL. I am wearing my Philadelphia Eagles jumper today. We are rolling at the moment, Bonds. I told you to watch the end of the game yes, and against I did. the Bills and you did. And what do you think? It was amazing. It was well, amazing. You shouldn't have, should not have won. Definitely shouldn't have won. The Bills were outstanding. It just shows a good team that gets over the line in those circumstances. And uh, I'm hoping they go one, one better this year than last year's Super Bowl. What about the catch and fumble at the end of regulation from Nelson did you yep yeah there was, was it a catch uh no I don't believe so but there were some big moments in this game and we might actually uh take you to that game and uh the it was a game time field goal for mine from Jake Elliott from 60 yards that incredible here we go to snap it to man Elliott puts the toe on it and the kick How good is that commentary from Jim Nance there? Outstanding. What about the crowd? The crowd was incredible. They showed uh, Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey, a couple of the offensive players, and they they actually didn't start. They just sat there and went, oh, my God, I can't believe he just did that. So what that meant was they went to overtime, and uh, you're always going to back in the Eagles at home, and Jalen Hurts got the job done. Nick Sirianni again says, we never panic. We have guys that know how to win. 
and they can win it with a touchdown. This would be a backbreaker for Buffalo fans, and this would be the pedigree of championship teams. Hurts, Hurts to the end zone, and the Eagles have won it in overtime. That's the championship DNA we were talking about all game. You could be behind on yards, on plays, and they still win. Tony Romo there explaining the Eagles win over the Bills. 37-34, to 34. what a game that was. Uh, the Chiefs, they were good enough. They beat the Raiders 31-17, to 17, so they look good. The Bears got to win today in today's game against the Vikings. Yes. Which um, is a late field goal. Yeah, not a great game to watch, to be no, honest. No, a horrific game. But uh, the Ravens, they are rolling 20-10 to 10 wins over the Chargers. And uh, a couple other games before we get to some rankings. The Jaguars had a really important divisional win over the Texans, 24-21. to 21. And, uh, hey, I picked this. The Giants upset your Patriots yes, into seven. Let's move on. Let's move on. We The, the Thanksgiving games we already covered on Friday. But, Bonds, what I want to do is each yeah. Tuesday it's All-American Sports Day and we're gonna I'm going to bring some rankings each Tuesday as well. So here is, if you're, you're not across the NFL, or maybe you are, here's the top five teams currently, in my eyes, in the NFL. So at number five, I've got the Miami Dolphins. They are going to be thereabouts come Super Bowl time. Uh, I like their list. They're a good side. They've got a good defense. As do the Baltimore Ravens, who are the fourth best ranked team in my eyes at the moment. The Kansas City Chiefs, you can't write Mahomes off. They're the third best team. Correct. Which leaves us to the top two teams. These two teams play each other this weekend. My number two side at the moment is the San Francisco 49ers. They are going to be very hard to beat, uh, but the best team in it. I might be biased, but they have the best record in the they're, comp. They're, they are the best team. It's the I'll Philadelphia Eagles. Stand up for you there. 10 and 1. Uh, every other team's lost at least three games in the comp. So that's my top five there. And uh, a quick th- top three MVP rankings at the moment. Okay. I, I really like Christian McCaffrey and what he's done this year. Running back, they don't tend to win the uh, MVP. But for the 49ers, he has been sensational. Lamar Jackson's year for Baltimore has gone under the radar. He's probably the second ranked in the MVP. And Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for Philadelphia, is my number three. So uh, it's been a great couple of weeks. They're just past the halfway point in the NFL. And uh, come on, Philadelphia. Can you give us uh, the NBA? Same stuff? Same stuff with the NBA, we will. So a couple of results today before we get into the rankings. Uh, The Philadelphia 76ers, they absolutely walloped the Los Angeles Lakers. And so 138 to 94 in that game. So Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, the most improved player in the competition. That's a nice 44-point win. The Denver Nuggets, they uh, they went to the Los Angeles Clippers, who we've said the makeup's not right. There was no Nikola Jokic today. Yes. They still beat them 113 to 104. It's a bad loss by the Clippers. It is. Uh, a couple other games, the Jazz beat the Pelicans, the Wizards beat the Pistons. So if we have a look at the rankings then and the top five teams, I think you'll be happy with this one, Bonds. At number five, I've gone with the Phoenix Suns. They've won seven games on the trot. Yeah, they've got the they got the major back. They're they do well. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves on the on the back of Anthony Edwards. They are number four on my list. They are playing some great basketball. The Philadelphia 76ers, watch out for them. They're number three on the rankings, mm-hmm. which leaves the Denver Nuggets, last year's champs, at number two. And without a doubt, your Boston Celtics are the best ranked team and the best team currently in the NBA. Just keeping a lid on it at the moment, men's. A shout out though to the Orlando Magic, who have won seven on the trot. 
off the back of Joe Ingles Thanks and the young stars. Joe. Uh, they're twelve and five. That you would not have expected no. to see them. You'd expect to see them at five and twelve at this stage. So well done to the Orlando Magic and the Milwaukee Bucks. Starting to get their mojo together. They're twelve and five. I've just got them outside my top five rankings. Uh, but we'll go to the top three current MVP rankings as well. And I've got someone in there who you might not have heard of. So at number three, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander. Outstanding player. He's averaging 30 points a game this year. So he plays with Josh Giddy at Oklahoma City Thunder, Chet Holgram as well. They're 11 and 5. You need a good team and you need your team to be up there if you're going to win the MVP. Well, he's yep. had an outstanding start. At number two, it's last year's MVP, Joel Embiid. I mean, Tyrese Maxey has been unbelievable, but Embiid's still averaging 30 points a game, more than 10 rebounds. He has been sensational. But you can't go past Nikola Jokic. Uh, I know you might have wanted Jason Tatum in there, but Nikola no. Jokic's numbers are staggering, and he should win another MVP if he keeps going at this rate. Well done, men. That's your All-American update, mate. We're in a bit of a hurry. We've got to go. Thanks for a great day. Thanks to Scotty Ninnis for joining us as well. If you missed anything, you can listen to the podcast right here. Uh, just search for uh, Sports Day SA. You'll find us there. You can listen to any part of the show or the whole show. And we'll do this all again tomorrow here on the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV, Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.